and welcome to Healing Through Words. I am Sandra Dean, a therapist, certified domestic violence counselor, survivor of domestic violence, and your host. Healing Through Words is a weekly Christian forum to address abuse and domestic violence. It is created to edify those who went through abuse, affected by abuse, or know someone going through abuse and domestic violence. It is also to inspire the brokenhearted, to remind them that God wants to make them whole. So sit back and relax and enjoy your journey to healing. It's all about you in 2022. And for the year of 2022, we are focusing on knowing your identity, who you are. It's understanding that you matter and that you have a purpose. Last week, we discussed identity, experiencing grief after leaving domestic violence. For the month of July, we are going to talk about identity inside of the mind of an angry, controlling man. And today is part one. I want to make a disclaimer. This topic is not to pick on men. However, since they are the primary abusers in relationships, it is good to understand their tactics and how they try to gain power and control over us. One problem with abusers are they frequently tell us what we should think and try to get us to doubt or devalue our perception of ourselves and our beliefs. Do you often find yourself thinking about the abuser a lot? Wondering, how do I please him? How do I keep him from leaving me? Or how or try to change him? As a result, you may find that you don't get much time to think about yourself, except about what is wrong with you. The reason for this month's podcast on why does he do that or inside of the mind of an angry, controlling man, is to help us survivors think of them less and to put ourselves and our children, if you have children, back in the center of our life where you, I, and they belong. An angry and controlling man can be like a vacuum cleaner. They suck up a woman's mind and life. But there are ways to get your life back. The first step is to learn to identify what your partner is doing and why he does it. Have you ever had these thoughts? He's two different people. I feel like I'm living with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He really doesn't mean to hurt me. He just lost control. I feel like he's never happy with anything I do. He scared me a few times, but he never hurt the children. He's a great father. Or he calls me disgusting names and then an hour later, he wants to have sex. I don't get it. This is the inner conflict we sometimes have trying to understand the abuser's behavior, which is confusing. We take on the responsibility as if it's us when in all reality, it's them acting out of fear. One of the barriers in recognizing chronic mistreatment in relationships is most abusive men simply don't seem like abusers. They have many good qualities, such as times of kindness, warmth, and humor, especially in the earlier period of their relationship. However, the abuser's mood soon changes and is confusing. He can be a different person from day to day, 
or even from hour to hour. At times, he can be aggressive and intimidating. His tone is harsh, and insults seem to be a part or a natural part of his vocabulary. Then there's the other side. He sounds wounded and lost, hungry for love and for someone to take care of him. When this side begins, it appears that he's ready for help. He's ready for healing. His guard is let down and his hard exterior is now soft. When you see him, this child-like state, you have trouble imagining he is an abuser. But at any time and at any moment, that abusive side of him is back. The beast within him takes over and it's hard to believe that this is the person that I fell in love with. Have you noticed when you discuss the abusive behavior or situation with the abuser, their story is different? Or if there's any CPS involvement or child protective services involvement, and they are referred for counseling, the story from the referral states is always different or much different from what the abuser tells you. Why is that? Are they that much in denial that they, that they don't realize what they're doing? Or are they so broken that they choose not to see how broken they really are? Sometimes abusive men work like magicians. He tri his tricks largely rely on getting us to back off or back on the wrong direction, back on the wrong track, distracting our attention so that we don't notice what he's really doing. He tries to change us to focus on his feelings, to keep our eyes turned from the true abusiveness, which comes with lies and the way he thinks. Often the abuser tells you you're crazy or thinks about his past partners to keep you from talking to them. He prepares you to believe him so you won't listen to whatever his past partners have to say. If you follow the pattern of his abusive behavior over a series of relationships, you'll find his behavior is erratic, but it's planned. In fact, you see a consistent pattern from woman to woman. Overall, the abuser doesn't want you to see his abusive side. So he tries to fill your head with excuses and distortions and keep you weighed down with self-doubt and self-blame. And unfortunately, society tends to follow his distorted views of himself by helping him close your eyes and close his eyes to his real problem. Tradition about abusive men that runs through our culture has been largely created by the abuser themselves. They have explanations for their actions in which they try to convince you, the therapist, relatives, and the church. However, it is not wise to allow an abuser to analyze and refine their own problem. That's like asking an alcoholic to tell you why he or she drinks and then accepts their explanation without question. Just like an alcoholic, an abuser will make excuses for their behavior. So since we don't consider an alcoholic a reliable source of insight, then why should we let an angry, controlling man be the author of his abuse? I have a question, or I should say, I have a request. I would like you to take a piece of paper and write down everything you ever heard or believed about an abuser. Now, 
Look at your list and see if any of these myths about the abuser are true. And here are some of the examples. He was an abusive child or he was abused as a child. His previous partner hurt him. He holds his feelings in too much. He has an aggressive personality. He loses control. He's too angry. He's mentally ill. He hates women. He is afraid of intimacy and abandonment. He has low self-esteem. He has poor skills in communication and conflict resolution. He is a victim of racism. He abuses alcohol and drugs. Have you ever heard the question, is he doing it on purpose? An abuser might say he lost control of himself, but I don't think so. When a person is physically abusing someone with slaps, hits, and other forms of abuse, often they don't kill the person. Therefore, if they truly lost control, they would have stopped because they couldn't have. Here's another way of looking at it. An abuser almost never does anything that he himself considers morally unacceptable. He may hide what he does because he thinks other people will disagree with it, but he feels justified by his behaviors. A group of abusers were asked have they ever felt angry enough at their mother to call her a bitch. Over half the group raised their hands. Then the question was asked how many of you ever acted out on that anger? No one raised their hand. They were asked, well, why haven't you? Their response was, you can't treat your mother like that, no matter how angry you get. But you can treat your wife or girlfriend that way, as long as you have a good enough reason? They responded, that's different. In other words, the abuser believed that controlling or abusing your female partner is justifiable. A person is a person regardless of the title that they have. Therefore, why is it justifiable to call one person or do something to one person and it's not okay to do it to the other one? Because it's wrong and you know it's wrong. So why do anyone do it? Let's look at an abuser's behavior. You might hear them say, I lost it or I exploded to justify their behavior. But did you really explode? Or did you decide at one point to give yourself the permission or green light to do whatever you feel like doing? Even the physically violent abuser shows self-control. Take for example, the moment the police pull up in front of the house, the abuser usually calms down immediately. When the police enters the home, he speaks to them in a friendly manner, like he got some sense. There's no fighting or screaming. Sometimes the abuser even has the audacity to sweet talk the police, telling them that something or she did something to him. They will look at you, the female who is probably mad and out of control by now because he degraded you, hurt you, and put fear in you. The next response is they, that they tell the police, I didn't do anything. She did it. It's her fault. At that point, the abuser escapes being arrested, the police leave, and he begins the abuse all over again. It is said that abusers have anger issues and need to learn anger management skills. When people conclude that anger causes abuse, they are confusing abuse with effect. 
A person is not abusive because he is angry. He is angry because he's abusive. That is because an abuser carries an attitude that produces rage. Don't misunderstand me. Everyone gets angry. Jesus got angry, but he didn't sin by hurting anyone. Proverbs, the fourth chapter and 26th verse states, Don't sin by letting your anger control you. That means anger can be controlled. It's your choice. You see, when abusive men are angry, their problem is not, the anger is not the main problem. Their goal is to create misconception to get you to doubt yourself, which makes it possible for him to control you and lead you down the same dead end he's going. He wants you to change your reality of yourself and replace it with his. When someone has assaulted your identity enough times, you naturally start to lose your balance. But you can find your way back to who you are, who you were created to be. The goal, my friend, is to help you regain trust in yourself, to get you to rely on your own perceptions, to learn to listen to your inner voice. You don't really need an expert on abuse to explain your life to you. All you need is support and encouragement to help you hold on to the truth. Truth be told, you are an expert of abuse because you have experienced it firsthand. God wants you to be healed. He wants to heal you from any and all control. He wants a relationship with you and help you find your identity in him and with no other. All he asks is that you accept him into your life and give him full control, not the control of the abuser, but a gentle control that leads to eternal life, peace, and joy. My podcast for words of affirmation. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Clark Wellness and Behavior Health has openings and would like to help you discover your true identity. We offer counseling, anger management, and weekly support groups for domestic violence and abuse victims and survivors. All services are by trained and certified staff, recognized nationwide and virtual to meet your needs wherever you are. Support groups have limited seating and it's first come, first serve, so please don't hesitate to register. For registration or additional information, please visit my website at clarkwbh.com or email me at clarkwbh at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to be a guest or share your journey of healing on my podcast, Healing Through Words, please visit my website at healingthroughwords.org or email me at healingthroughwordsorg at gmail.com through is spelled T-H-R-U. Other domestic violence services include the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or Women Against Abuse at 1-866-723-3014. Also, if you're struggling with substance abuse, you can contact United Recovery Project 24-hour hotline at 888-815-2561 or the National Drug Help, help, helpline at 
289-0879. I'd like to close by thanking Tracy for providing my opening music, Last Night Dreams. I do not hold the copyright. Thank you again. God bless you. And I'll see you next Saturday. Have a happy 4th of July.